tell you right now something pretty controversial about myself. Oh. Okay. I don't care. I don't care who knows right. it. I knew this. I knew this day was coming. I don't care who knows it. I'm from Illinois. That's not the controversial mm-hmm. part here. I. Oh. I think a Chicago-style hot dog is fucking garbage. That's not controversial at all. That's just true. I love Chicago-style hot dogs. Nobody cares, Johnny. You like to go to Chicago to buy books. Like you can't. Like I'm. Tell me other things I don't know. Uh. uh okay. What. For for the listeners and to refamiliarize myself, I know the idea with the Chicago style hot dog is that it has a bunch of shit on it that doesn't belong there. Yeah, so like, it's delicious. Is, shut up, Johnny. What is the traditional uh, Chicago style hot dog? What are we What are we talking about? Well, let's let the expert answer that. Okay. Yeah, you you're all beef, Frank. Yeah. Good start. You've got your bun with what kind of bun. Uh, that's just a hot dog. Okay. With uh, it's got uh sesame seeds on it, I believe. Not sesame seeds, uh, poppy seeds. Yeah, and you got your celery salt, you got your onions, you got your tomato, you got your sports Uh, peppers. I'm done. Got your mustard. Mustard. And my God, it is divine. There's a Chicago style hot dog joint close to my house called Woofies, which is delicious. And anytime we're passing through or staying in Chicago, we always, always, always eat at Portillo's. And it is always yeah. They've got other things. Yeah, they have that Chicago style hot dog, which is no, divine. I, they have good. They have good food, though. I I think the Italian Italian beef sandwich is far superior than a, a Chicago of course. Chicago dog. Well, like, I wouldn't go to Portillo's and not get a hot dog. So they're doing. I it. can't You're supposed to buy the eat. hot dogs on the street, right? Yeah. Like that's the yeah. point of buying the hot dog is the experience of buying it from a street vendor. I mean, sure, but I don't, haven't seen any hot dog street vendors in my time in Chicago. Wow. I um I don't I, like ketchup on my hot dogs. I like mustard, and that's usually what I do. Once every uh, once in a blue moon, I will put ketchup and mustard on there, uh, but it's usually just mustard. And some pickle relish if I'm making it no, on my own. I like I like chili and cheese. That's also a good choice. Yeah, I think that's, that's like the fair, like tried and true way to do this. Is let's let's do it that way. But it, it's one of those things where like people get really been out of shape, like really been out of shape. If you are eating a hot dog without all that fucking salad on top of it, like I'm sorry. I mean, eat let it however you want. Let me just put I, this raw fucking tomato on top of a hot dog. That sounds real good. Yeah, that's that's fucked. That's it's all the things together, working together to make oh. this. Are we heavenly style hot dog? Who's the beer? You're out of your element, Johnny. You're out of your element. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to apologize. I'm, I mean, Bobby's the beef. This one. I'm the beef. Bobby. I have beef. Yeah. Um, before we get into the, we got a, we got a fun show planned tonight. Lori Lightfoot ruined hot dogs. Yes. I mean, I'm Bobby. Before she was, but host of the show. My Frank Fitter and life, my beef believer, Chase Kennecke. Your friend Furter, please. My friend Furter. And the sauerkraut on any hot dog, Johnny mm-hmm. Amazich. Right. Um, I need, before we get into our really awesome deep dive episode that Chase has put together for us, uh, we're going to. You don't know talk, that it's awesome. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about some video games that we've been playing. But before we get into all that, we're not covering news this week, but I have to come on air and. And talk about what's happened this week. 
And for those Which of you thing? Who, you're going to be more specific. There's a lot. Uh, for those of you who have been following our show, we have some opinions on things here. And one of the opinions that oh. I've had <laughs> a word, <laughs> one of the opinions I've had is that God of War Ragnarok would not see the light of day in this Lord and Savior year of 2022. And look, I can gesture broadly at the gaming yes. industry. Look, no one will fault you for that. But you and I have had some rather contentious Lively debates discussions on why or why it would not be happening. Uh-huh. And I knew that one of us was going to be eating crow this, this year. I hoped it was you. Um, but I, I smoke. And I would have been fine either way. I and look, <laughs> truth be told, you know this. Everybody, like, I everybody knows that. Me too. That. I have gotten really good at cooking it. Um, Put some I, sports peppers and celery salt on there. No, thank you. It's already given me enough. <laughs> I, I'm Quite happy like that that game's coming out this year. I wanted it to be this year, but all things didn't point that way. Anyway, God of War Ragnarok's coming out in November. I'm excited about it. It was the most lackluster, fucking weird handling. They announced the strongest way possible with a PlayStation blog post. What more do you want? It's, it's so weird, man. odd. It's so weird because it's. I mean, not only is it with the remaining exclusive for their platform this year, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, Forspoken got pushed. It's fucking God of War. I mean, it dominated the news today. It, it got its complete sure. own news day. And maybe that's, that's why they did it. Because they knew, like, sure. we could just put a fucking blog well, post got, up and um, this will blow up. The Last of Us also. That's September. So they got September and, and then they got November. That's right. I mean, that's, just, that's a remake of a nine-year-old game. Um, and, and they did push back Forspoken, which wasn't, like, a first party, but I, I believe a console exclusive. At I least think it was. is a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird. It was weird. And then... So Johnny, put out a CG trailer that's only like 35 seconds long. It's got a big wolf in it. Um, I will say this. I, uh, you are the better man here. You won the that's debate. That's not true. <laughs> we all won. That's going to cost you a lot of casual coins, Bobby. Mm. It is. A lot. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I was beginning to think, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's not going to happen this year. And then yeah. I think we even joked about like, what if they just put a fucking blog post up? And that's what they did. And that's what they did. That's what I, they did. And it came out the same day as the reviews for uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. You know, Which, brand synergy. Middling, it seems. I'm going to take my kids to see that movie and we're going to have a good time. I'm sure yeah. you'll have a fun. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, all right, guys. We got a deep dive episode, as we talked about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say what we're doing, Chase. Chase has asked us wow. okay. to to break character tonight and to talk about movies, which we've talked a little bit about movies on here. We kind of catch up I on mean, like certain things. We've we done a couple of deep dives specifically on movies. Yeah, we've when, gotten, done at least yeah, two. For sure. When, when we conceptualized what is the casual hour back oh. in... Oh. I, I was not the, here for those. The halcyon days of 2016. It would have been a lot different if I yeah. Had yes. yeah. Johnny wouldn't um, be here for one. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> we said, like, you know, we're going to talk about movies. We'll talk about music. And a then pop it culture just, podcast. Yeah, it just kind of turned into just video games for yeah. the most part. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, this was... I had a more difficult time 
trying to find 10 movies I wanted to talk about than any of the top 10 lists I put together as long as we've been doing this uh, for Game of the Year. I, I um, have no idea what... I mean, I haven't. I have some idea, uh, like surface level, what movies you guys like, but I those are not conversations that I feel like we have had really digging into. We, the we do talk a lot movie. about movies in our, mm-hmm. in our yeah, chat. but it's always like current current day movies, or yeah. it's like the same three movies that we always reference. Like that's that's yeah. that's our position, and I'd I'd like to I'd like to explore that a little bit and see uh, see what else uh, might might dig up. So we're gonna. We're going to cover that tonight for sure. That's going to be in the back half of our episode. And we are going to take some time, though, to go into the games that we've been playing. We've got a few things to cover. We're going to talk about Monster Train, uh, Symphony of War, Raft, maybe some Mech Armada, North Guard, and an update on Monster Hunter. So we got a few games to get through tonight before we get into that. So uh, pull up a chair, get cozy, and then grab your popcorn for the back half because we're going to take you to the movies. But let's get, let's get to the good shit first. Um, and by good shit, maybe best shit. Some of our favorite shit. Very, 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 very good shit, which is Monster Train. Chase, I'm so happy that we streamed uh, this the other night. Oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, we were we were looking for someone else to stream on Casual Mondays, uh, our, our Monday show, that you come and join us, 10.30 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash casual hour. It's a great time. You can ask Bobby what anime is. Uh, you, can, you can peruse all of our fun chat rewards. Good time. Uh, but yeah, we played we played Monster Train a couple weeks ago, and it reminded me Monster Train fucking rules. It's so yeah. good. Um, it's and, so good. And I decided I needed to play more Monster Train. I actually realized, uh, and I think it's because a lot of my Monster Train time has been watching you play Monster Train or, or backseat driving as you play Monster Train. Uh, I hadn't even unlocked all of the the uh, clans, Damn. tribes, decks, whatever you want to call it. Um, in the game on my Switch version, which again plays beautifully. If you if you want to play Monster Train, the PC version is probably the way to go. But the Switch version plays like a dream, and yeah. I have no problem with it. Where I do have major problems with a lot of other deck they did builders, a, a very good job realizing that that platform for sure. Yeah, and yeah, it just again, great. if that's your only way to play Monster Train. You're not even missing out. You're having a great experience with it, and you should play it. Like everybody should play that game. Um, I'm, what is that last clan called? Uh, um, uh, so like wax. the melting remnant. Yeah, the the melting remnant. Yes. Um, I I had never played with them before. I uh, I wanted to give them a shot, and when I unlocked them, because I was doing the the first thing I tried to do was replicate our uh, our. Hellhorned Umbra it was, deck. It was a nasty, nasty build. It was so, it was so good. I couldn't quite make something as nasty, but I made something pretty nasty, and it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And then after that run was when I unlocked this, uh, this new one, the the Melting Remnant, who are handle based. That's the it's the melting. Do you feel? It. Can I ask you a quick question on this? So you you yeah, talk a lot okay. about your your other podcast, Gamers on the Go. You talk about the format you use is really evergreen, and I. I'm envious because I think that is just one of the absolute best ways to go. And I look at a lot of these games that we talk about that like aren't exactly the same, but I would put in a category. We got our fights in tight spaces. We've got our end of the breaches. We've got Slay the Spire. And now we've got Monster Train. Out of all those games, I personally feel that there's an evergreen quality to Monster Train on like how that can really shake out in comparison to some of these other games. You might catch a good card. You might get like into a good flow of combat. 
but the uh-huh. elements of like here you are trying to chase this fucking build we had and you you stumble into something else with it there's an evergreen quality to monster train that i don't think is in other games as well yeah i, I guess i'm with you I, I think there are you have a few different kinds of subgenres within that i mean you have your roguelike deck builders for mm-hmm. sure that monster train and fights in tight spaces and and uh slay the spire go into description also would go in yep. there but but there is there is definitely a difference on the amount of randomness you get in a lot of these games. Yep. I would say when you think about a rogue like like Spelunky, mm-hmm. Spelunky runs feel pretty similar moment to moment. Yep. You 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 have a very core amount of things that you can do. Sure, you'll get some items that can change the run a little bit, or if you get like a really broken item like the shotgun or the jetpack or the teleporter. Yeah, your your run can feel kind of different, but even those things are relatively rare in how you get them, except, I guess, the shotgun. You can pretty easily get a shotgun in there. Um, and then you have games that go, eh, fuck it, we'll let you go crazy, and that is something closer to, like, Binding of Isaac. And, and I think that really does hit on that evergreen quality that you're talking about, Bobby. Because if I ever go and I play Binding of Isaac... Or if I play Risk of Rain, either one of them, yep. or I play Monster Train, the the combinations get so different and feel so different that every time you play, it is like a new experience. It is that evergreen quality where when I'm playing Into the Breach, I kind of know what I'm getting into because I'm playing as a specific team. Yeah. And for the most part, that team functions the way it functions. And I'm yeah. going to do a couple of things that add on to that. And I still love Into the Breach. It's still probably my favorite roguelike of any of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, you might get different upgrades for your units per run. Right. But if I'm using the Rusting Hulk, You know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, that, sure. that game does have, a, have an ability to randomize the units that you get in there. But that's also not necessarily the way I would play that game all the time. Whereas yeah. Monster Train, it is, uh, you know, you might get like the same core card, but that card is going to be upgraded wildly differently between runs and also have a lot of different supporting cards that will change the way that your strategy will go and the, and the way that you uh, play those cards and take those cards. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, think you're, I think you're spot on with that. There's a, there's a freshness to playing Monster Train yep that I don't feel that I get when I play... I mean... Play the Spire is probably somewhere in the middle. Like you you definitely do function... Those decks definitely do function pretty similarly at the very beginning. And for the most part, you're probably playing with the same core ideas run to run. Yeah. Um, but there is, there is some randomness to that. Yeah, the order in which you get those abilities. Um, some just don't ever show up. Especially like the items, like it, you can get a really broken run in that yeah, game right. for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I'd say I'd say like uh, Vampire Survivors and Twenty Minutes Till Dawn also have that similar vibe. It's like kind of like I said, maybe more like Risk of Rain. Like you know, you're getting yeah. all these abilities compounding with each other and interacting we in uh, different ways. On, we, we I can't believe we haven't played Risk of Rain. Knowing how much you both like that game. Either on casual Mondays uh, or casual Friday. So I mean, we can we can talk about that. I went back and played Risk of Rain two as well over the holiday weekend, and uh, I played it on Switch, 
and Switch for the longest time has not had the final boss fight. Uh, it, it's like was Nintendo's version of early access, yep. and uh, and they just ship that game without the without the final boss fight. But there there is a final boss in there. There's a lot of new stuff in there that I had just not. Well, they've got a DLC pack now, right? Uh, I think so, or at least on at least on PC. Uh, but yeah. I think I think Survivors all that stuff of the is void. now. Okay, uh, I don't know how much is is uh, over on Switch at this point, but the final boss fight is definitely there. And I had a, a really fun run where I went through and I got to the final boss, and I was oh, I had I had such a good run going. I was going to take him down, and then he got one lucky teleport on me and just crushed me in a single hit, and it was it was. I did just grab Very, that uh, for PC, by the uh, way, as we were talking. Because today's the last, as of July sixth, it's the last day for the summer sale, and yeah. they, ha- oh, they cool. had everything, like all the DLC, for like nineteen bucks. So I have it on nice. PC now, which I can probably play on Steam Deck. And when we all get those, maybe that's something we can do. Sure, I I, I think that's a great game. I think it's got some problems that I don't get with Risk of Rain One. Risk of Rain One being uh, a two D game. It, it felt a little easier to navigate and find the the portals to get you to the next realm. One of the, would you Whereas, call that like one of your favorite games, Risk of Rain? It's pretty high up there for you, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely really high up there at the time. And then I think there are just other roguelikes that have come in and said we we do a lot of this stuff better. Yeah, but uh, for sure. But I will always play a run of, of Risk of Rain or Risk of Rain Two and have a good time. It's nice. It's hard to not have a good time playing those games. Um, so yeah, I. I I just like these games. They're really easy to jump into and have a nice run with, uh, especially these two in that they're still relatively short runs. We, we've talked about Hades before a lot on this podcast, but uh, Hades is something that I could never go in and just have a 20-minute, 30-minute run. Every run is going to be at least an hour because of all the stuff I've built up. And yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, it's cool to have some permanence in there. And wow, I feel a whole lot better at the game. But also, every run is just so fucking long. I'm I'm for always going to at least get to Hades, and I'll probably die to Hades. But uh, I'm getting there, and that is still very you know, good. Kind of, kind of exhausting, but it's very good. Nice. So yeah. Chase, Monster Train, Risk of Rain Two, both very good games. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I got a couple things to talk to you both about. Uh, I want to give you an update on a game that has really just taken me by storm. I talked about mm-hmm. it last week. You just keep dangling in front of me. It's Every really- time I look at my friends list on Steam, no matter what time of the day, it seems like you're playing this game. And it, it makes me want this game. So we're so. we're talking we're talking about Symphony of War the the Niflheim saga and I found out a few things really quick to get into it. I believe that the proposal is that this is going to end up being a series and this is the origin for them on it. Yeah. And uh, I've I've just crossed twenty hours on this game, and uh, I believe that there are. As far as like story beats go, there's like 30-ish chapters, I think, in this game. And a couple of things that have happened that maybe this is just like my sheer ignorance of like the the breadth of these this genre, but the game is opening up things that like I would have expected to be happening within the first few missions that like 
the 15th to 20th mission mark. And it's weird. Like what? So an entire like. So the the Niflheim or Niflheim, I don't know how to quite pronounce it, but I think it's Niflheim. Um, I think he's fine. The they are, you know, human and angels. That's the race. And I I talked about it last week that like you are one of them and you're part of this group. Like there's like a, a story where there's five of you that have to come together to basically combat this evil. Well, you kind of assume that like there might be something with it, but like halfway through this shit, when I was playing probably around like the 10 to 12 hour mark, all of a sudden there's this whole power subset that you have from your, your team now that everybody has these abilities and they are on a recharge cycle and it takes a while. So they're alts basically. And one of them would be like, cause each one of these characters has like a unique ability because of that. So one might be they can cast a meteor shower that comes down in an X pattern. So if I have a cluster of enemies that I'm going after, like I can do some preemptive damage on them. Another one is they can teleport, but they can also teleport you. So if I wanted to move, maybe I have a unit that can't fly or is a little bit slow on the draw. I can then teleport them behind and start to just fucking do damage. Those types of things are really cool. The other piece is, is that like, I got to a point where it's like, all right, Hey, guess what? Uh, here's your main quest, but you've got like nine side side stories. And if you do those, you're getting new characters to put into your army that are fucking wild. Like there's those leaders that we talked about. Well, one of the characters, I'm going to spoil it here. I don't really care. You, you get a fucking dragon that can be a leader and it's so awesome. And on the tiers of like, as you're building up your skill trees, there's kind of like the ultimate version of each one and you'll unlock like the high potential for some of these classes, they have like ultimate versions. And uh, one of those is a, a dragon rider. The other thing that they do that's really cool, there's items that you're picking up that you can put on your characters. So there's artifacts that ap apply to your entire squad. So you can put three artifacts on your squad that will do things on increasing damage or lowering your, or upping your capacity. But then there's items that you can feed into people and that can raise individual stats permanently or you know, it can do like, I'm going to change. So I, I made somebody a mage and there's three types of mage, lightning, water, and uh, fire. Somebody had a natural fire ability that had been, that I had acquired that was like an ice mage. Well, I just moved them over to ice with some of these abilities. And that was really fucking cool. And like that worked out well. The other thing that's neat is if you max out all the stats on a character and like you can't upgrade them any further, they can be essentially like gilded. And so you have this item that they they become gold, essentially they wear gold clothes and they have up a, a higher stat. So you can, you can do that, but once you do it, they can't, cause you can also downgrade like, hey, I, I made this person uh, a Valkyrie. I really would rather them be more of like a Templar. You can go back down and then class up, change like that yeah, yeah. but once nice. you once you do that where they're like gold they they are stuck that way um okay. the story's fine it's not it's not doing anything super wild but i am just fucking loving this game it's so good it's it's I mean, so good all, all the things you mentioned there feel I, I can pull from different fire emblem things like the when when you talk about the X pattern ultimate thing, that sounds like the the um, the special abilities. Oh. 
Well, the, no, the, the special abilities in um, in Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game. Yeah. Um, which is weird, but like that's that's what that is. It's like you it does it does some AOE damage before you actually get into the real attack. That's exactly what that is. But um, the warping stuff, that's like there's been warp stabs and um, like three houses had had people who could warp um, a little bit. So you you have some of that stuff in there. I, I don't think you've ever fought as a dragon. You've definitely had like people who were dragons or had dragon stuff in them um, in different Fire Emblem games. And then even the class stuff, the the gold stuff sounds a lot like how they how they did classes in um, in uh, Shadows of Valentia. Because mm-hmm. you could you could upgrade to these final classes, and you only got to do it once per. You only got one item that would allow you to do that, so only one of your paladins could turn into like the the great paladin. Yeah. Um, but you'd have those those kind of extra classes on at the end, and even even something like Fire Emblem Awakening definitely had. Hey, you can class change. You can demote back into uh, really early classes and. And just kind of keep going through that loop to raise your base stats to the point that, okay, now now like all of your base stats are maxed out. So then whatever you get now is just the the gravy on top from whatever the class are, um, which is why awakening can get pretty broken if you if you grind it that way. Um, this all sounds really cool and it sounds really well thought out and and I'm jealous and angry at you. The on their the developer site they um they do reference their influences being Fire Emblem and then um is it battle tactics or, ogre what uh, ogre battles or battle tactics ogre, ogre? yeah tactics ogre probably makes more sense than ogre yeah it's they reference those two games as like what really influenced it but the other thing I'll call out here um and this is not to salt the wound but this is just like to kind of highlight it. I would say 18 of those hours I've put in on the Steam Deck, and it just feels right to play it that way. Um, I've played it on my computer, but playing it in handheld just feels really good. Like that's the way to yeah, do. Yeah, playing it on your second PC, that's where <laughs> it feels right. Um, really, just for the the maximum fuck fuck chase and Johnny. I get it. So nice. I probably won't give too many more updates on that game until December, but I'm having a great time with it, and uh, I hope that there's an opportunity for both of you to play that game this year because i think it is absolutely um your shit so i i I played the opening and i was like okay i'm gonna save this for my steam deck yeah so cool whether it's on a steam deck or a pc or both i will i will have a way to play that game by the end of this year awesome uh, I got two other games to talk about. I'll be brief on both of them. Uh, Mech Armada. I'm still on the fence on this one. I really like... Why Why do you keep doing this, Bobby? <laughs> what? It's right there in the name, Bobby. <laughs> You're just dangling it. Like, hey, 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 Chase. You like this? <laughs> you like you like this? Hey, hey, um, I got something for you. That's good dad. <laughs> so, oh, Mech Armada, and like, I'm going to do... I'm, with the fucking football. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do some general assumptions here. Uh, it's a lot like End of the Breach, which probably not helping the conversation any further. Um, and the cool thing about this is it's like equal parts, in my opinion, End of the Breach. And then you remember the TV show Battle Bots? Uh-huh. 
Sure. I was reading the Steam page for this. I, it sounds I was more interesting. Robot Wars guy, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you're buying... One, one has Mick Foley, the other one didn't. I no, heard. I heard well, about our Halloween costumes. Um, absolutely, God, that would be so good. Did Johnny tell you my my thought though? Like <laughs> he, he did, and he's right. You're right. I mean, the Cerberus version. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so the Mech Armada, you are fighting an insect colony as robots, which is into the breach, and it's a grid-based, sure. turn-based tactics game. You are acquiring parts, and one of the mechanics, kind of the gimmick of this game, is that you spawn on the battlefield. And you can build out and customize three parts of each mech, and you're upgrading better and better versions of that um, from Gatling guns to missiles to tread to bipedal type or bipedal, whatever, um, hiking robots, whatever they're going to be doing. Uh, it's fine. It's It feels a little slow, and it's, it's like animations, which... It's got kind of a, a realistic look to it. Like it's it's trying to do some stuff graphically that like I think if it, it leaned in a bit more on that kind of pixel art that into the breaches, I understand why they're not. Um, it's cool. I, it also has kind of the branching paths you would choose like a Slate Aspire, just like a, a run-based game, uh, which it is a roguelike. I should preface that as well. Um, I, I dig it. Like you, you know exactly what this game is. I want to put a little bit more time in it. It would be a pretty good Monday night game for us, I think, to just fuck around with and, and explore a bit more of what it can be. Um, but I, I think there's some some potential here for it for sure. Like it's it seems pretty pretty much like one of those games. It's a known quantity, but if you're looking to scratch an itch, at least for the next few weeks before the new DLC comes out for a certain game, uh, this might be a good a good way to get your get your sea legs back. Um, so yeah, that's Mech Armada. And then the other game I wanted to, to bring up is Raft, which, uh, we have a quick look up right now on our YouTube channel for this, but this is a really cool survival craft game that takes place at least very early on, um, on a like three by three piece of wood. And you're equipped with a hook that has the rope on it and you are trying to reel in plastic palm leaves wood and then you start to craft out and build out your ship and you can eventually build out to like an incredibly lavish like yacht like experience um this does is it only take place on the water well that's the thing like if you watch the trailer for the game like it looks like people are like full on inside of these dome futuristic like wild ass cities and like i see people like going between bases on zip lines and shit so i really feel that they make you earn that because this game is it's i don't want to say it's punitive but man those like you are very much struggling to maintain your your bios and just like your orientation when you're starting out like it's really fucking challenging oh this is this is a bobby game this is a it's a very much bobby game this is a bobby ass bobby game yep Big time. You are collecting Bobby watches one Bobby sees Castaway halfway through on AMC and he goes, Oh, what if I had a game that was this? And that's it. I uh I got in trouble in high school because in my Spanish class we had to draw um cities to to do a study on. And uh -huh. I drew I drew Cancun. This is like two thousand two, two thousand three. Um and I got into PowerPoint 
and I had cropped down Wilson and I called it Wilson's trip to Mexico. And like every beach scene where there's like a beach ball or a volleyball or a party, I just sure. put Wilson in it. And yeah, you it. just made a Where's Waldo, but it was a Where's Wilson. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. It and somebody good. got mad at you for that? Yeah, they thought it was um, not getting the point of the assignment, but I had everything talked about like, and Wilson's going to this part of Cancun and doing these things in Cancun. Also, it's fucking Cancun. It's, Cancun. it's like, it's not like, it's not like you were doing it of like the I Mesoamerican. Know. I you know. know. Anyway, okay. that's real um, dumb. Teachers. Teachers. Raft is cool. It's hard as hell. After I recorded the quick look, I kept playing and I, 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 I crossed over a threshold. Um, I found an island that had some really crazy, like radio frequency towers and some interesting blueprints there. So I think that I'm like crossing an edge and going to end up really liking that game. But it's it's challenging, and I it's blown up. Like people like that game is huge on Steam. People love these fucking kinds of games. I yeah. don't I don't understand how people keep oh my god jumping into these, but they this, keep doing it. This came out. On June twentieth, yep, it already has one hundred and sixty thousand reviews. Yeah, well, ninety three percent. To, to be positive. fair, that game was in early access since twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, okay. So this also seems like something like popular YouTubers would have played and yeah. blew up real big that way. Yeah, that's awesome so, though. Good, good for them. Yeah, I I would love to play it with somebody. I think that would make life a lot easier. But again, like this is a you have to be a special type of sicko to play a game like this. And it I'm was not. extremely funny to me watching your solo quick look, just going, "It'd be fun if somebody played this with me." Yeah, Johnny and Chase will do it, and you're like, yeah, "You're goddamn right." Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> no I, no look, fucking I, way am I going to do this. I know. I, I was. Called, I wouldn't even be on the quick look with you. I called it out. Like, there's no way they would, but. Like, all I want is, like, can, can I just have somebody fucking keep an eye on the shark while I'm trying to, like, get fish and water? Like, all I want to do is eat and drink, and I got this fucking shark. Like, I just need somebody to help out here. So, and some of the reviews call that out. They're like, hey, this game's really fun if you have a group of people. It's it's a bit grueling if you're by yourself. And I'm here to tell you, if you are a sicko, play this game. Uh, speaking of sickos. Oh, I've uh, been playing a lot of two games, uh, one of which over the last couple of weeks, one of which in the last 24 hours. Uh, so Monster Hunter Rise had a big expansion come out. real called, sick out of play that. You do. <laughs> Just a disgusting deviant. Uh, and we've talked, like, we've talked ad nauseum about Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, we I have. Think, I think not. this expansion is fantastic it's very good bobby do you concur you do great i do uh yeah it's i'm having a great time with it uh we played it. Tell you this? no okay you have monster, to play the game to offer an opinion on this matter monster Sorry, hunter so, rise um, sunbreak not sure monster hunter's never been better yeah it's it's so good i, I love the, imagine that's true well let me say this if you're talking about like traditional monster hunter not stories if you're talking solely on the monster hunter franchise in that mm -hmm. sense i think this is the absolute best mechanically quality of life wise the game has ever been this sunbreak specifically has like added in some substantially convenient ways to play the game yeah okay i i get that i i guess i and i have no dog in this fight no no palamute in this fight Ooh, nice. um, but i 
I just I feel like so many people were disappointed when they saw Rise coming off of World, and maybe that's just a graphics thing. I think yeah. But, I mean, because it was built for the Switch. That was the so, people. You know, people knew that there would be compromises made, but that, that's people, that, the people Switch hate sucks. Switch. It sucks. But, yeah. Right. Mechanically speaking, it is. I like it more than World at this point. Um, just yeah, the, the, pal- the, ability- the Palomute by itself. If you just said, mm-hmm. "Hey, we put Palomutes in the game, and that's it," that in itself makes it so much better. But the the wire bugs also mm-hmm. completely change it, like getting you back into the fight so much faster. Uh, and we you guys but- see. Do you think they would just make a World Two that would? bring in all this stuff that's what i'm wondering if the next entry will be so we got the big expansion and it's already sold two million copies as of a couple days ago um and worlds didn't get more than the one expansion it got ice points but i mean they they supported it for a very long time like sure they they always do but yeah yeah, there's there's usually just like one big expansion or at least historically for these last few years yeah it would be like the X version, I think, uh, similar to like similar to Pokemon. You know, they'd be like your crystal or your uh, they're whatever they're, they're doing. I would have to imagine Chase the next one. If if you look at what they're doing with Dragon's Dogma and what they're doing with these RE games and the remakes there specifically, I would bet if it's not already, I don't know what engine Monster Hunter is on but I would imagine that they put that on the Resident Evil engine and bring whatever, if it's World 2 or another world or whatever they're going to call it. It's already on RE engine. It is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they also they added uh, some graphical enhancements for the PC version. Yeah. And it, looks, it looks very, very nice. Really cool. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through that. That's going to be a good, good thing to grind on for the next several weeks. Um, the other thing that I've been playing, uh, is, so I love Civ. I love Crusader Kings. I, I think similar to how Chase avoids things like Minecraft, like I adore these games, but when I get into them, mm-hmm. it's all I think about. It's all yeah. I want to do. And it becomes a problem. And it I can consumes s- you. Yeah, yeah, I can feel this happening. That never this... happens to me. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it happens with Bobby. He just lets it consume him. He's like, yeah. raft? What? What's this? Oh, and then he's I like, oh, it. I'm gone. I'm um, taken. So, as you guys know, I played uh, a little bit of that Dune RTS that came out uh, in Spice, Early Access. Spice Wars? Dune Spice, Spice Wars, War. yeah. And it just... It, it felt a little too undercooked for me at the time. Uh... And I ended up returning it because I didn't think not that I thought it was bad. I just I want to wait till it's it's done and then I will buy it again. Um, the same developer. Uh, let me. What did I tell you? on uh, Shiro Games. I should play Northgard. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I started Northgard yesterday. Uh, not like like after work. And then I played again during my break today. And then I played again after I got off work. And I already put almost five hours into it. Uh, so Northgard is an RTS. That's a good amount of hours for uh, for that amount of time. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Northgard is an RTS where you are controlling a clan of Vikings, uh, exploring this continent of Northgard. Um, and like a game like Civ, there are other clans also exploring this map. And like Civ, you can adjust the size of the map, you can adjust the difficulty. Uh, I don't think it gets as fine-tuned as you can get with Civ, but I never really go in and tinker with that stuff anyway. Uh, and you start out with your little settlement, and uh, you you have scouts who go and unfog the map, and you have um, like each each clan has a, like a unique uh, ability or uh, building or something that sets them apart and makes whatever type of victory you're going for uh, easier to attain. So there's like trade victory, uh, there's the martial one, which is where you conquer all the other ones, and then I think uh, the other one is for uh, lore, which I guess would be like a cultural victory like you'd have in Civ. Um, and you have your town hall, and you're building houses, and each each section that you can colonize uh, takes a certain like you you have to clear out the enemies in the area, and then you send then you can spend a certain amount of food to colonize that area, and each one will have different resources. So there's one that like this one has a lot of deer. This one has a lake. This one uh, is on a coast, so you can build the dock. Uh, this one has an iron deposit. This one has a stone deposit, and you have to keep your people happy and fed. And there are seasons, so you're playing through a year. So it starts. Uh, in the spring, I think, and then it works towards winter. And in winter, there's less food. Uh, your your warriors are less effective because of the cold. Uh, and I earlier, and not only was it winter, but there was also a blizzard, which used a lot. Yeah, it used a lot more food. And so I'm still I'm still getting a feel for it. And uh, I was doing just like the single player. Pick a clan, uh, choose your map size, choose your difficulty, choose you know how many other players you want to have, uh, like computer players you want to be playing against. And I was doing okay, but it was like there was some tutorialization, but I kind of I just I kept hitting dead ends and getting kind of frustrated. So I, I backed out of that and I started the campaign, um, which really eases you into things so there's different chapters and each chapter is on a different map and so the first one's like hey uh build these things and that com completes the quest and then you go on to the next one and it's a little bit more ad advanced where uh hey uh clear out the the two tiles that have wolves next to this other clan that's also on this island that you've allied yourself with you do that you move on to the next one and this next one uh, I don't remember what my primary objective is, but I spent the most time there expanding. Uh, like there was to, you had to get like eight tiles that you were in control of, and each tile has a set amount of buildings that you can build there. Uh, you can pay to upgrade it to have like one more building added to it. Um, and the happier people are, the more uh, quickly you gain new citizens. And it's all a balancing act of, okay, uh, do I have enough wood? Do I have enough uh, money coming in? And they each each clan has a 
a, uh, a building that generates happiness. And the one, my favorite one so far is the, the beer hall, which, and you know, you have to, you exactly. Have to out of the beer hall. Exactly. So that, that really boosts the happiness. And I'm just, I'm, I can what, feel it sinking its hooks into me. Do you want to tell everybody the plan? Uh, I think Bobby and I are going to try and play some of this co-op on Friday. Oh my. Which I think would pit us against one another. Oh really? I think not, so. It's not, it's not like we're playing it together. I think that like we could establish trade routes and stuff with each other. Got it. Um, but okay. It's depending on what kind of, obviously one of us can only, only one of us can be the winner. Uh, so, you know, you could be going for a martial victory. I could be going for a trade victory. So we could be working to, towards two very different goals. Um, and, you know, we may not ever come into combat with one another, but uh, one of us might get lucky with, uh, like, because there's, uh, like, ruins and uh, shipwrecks and all sorts of stuff that you can, once you've colonized an area, you send your scout there to explore it, and it usually gives you resources or some fame. and it's so good. I, uh, it's. I'll call out a I'm, few things here. Yeah. Go ahead. One, uh, they were so Shiro Games had a, a showcase this year at the Summer Games Fest, and they talked about there's a free expansion coming out later this year that's going to add in quite a bit to the campaign of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple years ago, I believe, or a year or two ago, they um, they brought this over to iOS and Android, and that has cross play similar to what we're talking about. I think you can actually play with folks on PC, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is on Linux, it's on Mac OS, it's on Windows, and as of July 6th, it is a part of the summer uh, game sale, and you can get, I think, everything, including all the, there's, there's like 10 expansions for this, like expansions. It's all by, different clans. Yeah, yeah, different clans. It's 30 uh, bucks. 30 bucks right now, which is great. So you can, you can find the game, the base game, that has quite a bit in it, on certain websites for like seven or eight bucks you can get the stock game pretty cheap right now without the dlc for i think like 10 or 12 on steam if you guys turn this into a regular series can i suggest a, a name yeah yeah um how about the pillage people Ooh, like it so we uh <laughs> that it's funny you bring that up we're, we're gonna make an announcement on friday of a rotation and chase we'd shared with you like kind of what we were talking about doing and i think yeah. that we're just going to Huh? It sounded terrible. Why? There was a lot of Monster Hunter on that list. Oh, yeah. Um, we had Diablo 3 on there, which we've been playing and enjoying quite a bit. But knowing that in a few months, Diablo 4 will be out and will probably be, well, not more than that, like, probably like a year from now. But anyway, we thought it would be okay to maybe pause on Diablo for now and slot in Northguard and rotate Deep Rock, rotate Northguard satisfactory and monster hunter on like a weekly basis and so we are going to be playing north guard and checking that out which i'm i'm excited to have a reason to go into it i have not played it on an ipad but i have played a little bit on pc and it, it's a fun game like i can see the appeal to it for sure and on mondays we're still planning on playing good games right uh yeah i think we're playing some pretty okay. good games on friday too though um yeah uh, uh yeah so that's cool. that is north, my north guard experience so far i'm way way into it nice 
Well, Chase, I believe we are now back to you. Yeah, you guys ready to uh, talk about our deep dive topic for the for the week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What we got All right. So uh, again, for for people who are just joining us, or for uh, if you have forgot, as we talked about video games for about an hour there, um, we 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 are a video games podcast. Makes sense, right? But um, sometimes we want to talk about other stuff, and lately. Uh, I've just been kind of curious of what movies you guys like. Because, again, we, we've we talked about movies pretty generally, but I don't feel like we've really had many conversations about the, the movies that we like, especially not... Like our top ten movies. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the deep dive here. I wanted people to come in, bring their list of top ten movies, because um, we talk a lot about the stuff of the day, which which ends up being Marvel movies a lot of the time, because there's sure. always another fucking Marvel movie coming. So it just ends up dominating the conversation. But there are a lot more movies than just Marvel movies. I don't know. If, I mean, that's a controversial take. But um, but I would like to hear what uh, what others some other movies that you guys like are. So I asked you all to make a top ten list. I also made one of my own. Okay. And how do you want to do before this? we get. To- so I, I think I want I think I want everyone to go down their lists individually, like like you do your ten, I do my ten. So Johnny not like 10. 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9. Right, maybe. not yeah. Not round robin. I, yeah, I feel like that that's just gonna make this too long. It works for the the game of the year show because that's supposed to be long. But mm-hmm. let's uh, I think we can speed it up a little bit that way. First though, I do want to ask. Yeah. Give me a number eleven. Let's let's just each go around and go like, hey, you made had to make a top ten. What was something that you felt bad didn't make your ten, but you also like a lot? It doesn't have to be your actual eleven, but just give me an honor honorable mention. What what missed the cut? Just barely. Johnny, why don't you start us off? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Okay. Any any particular reason why? I I rewatched Raiders and Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. And I, I still absolutely love those movies. Um, but they so just one, so another one might have made the list, and then this one, the other one was just edged out. No, or... that that one is my favorite. Okay, okay, nice, Bobby. Hereditary. Okay. Barely, barely got cut. Yeah, it also so... got edged out on my list as well. I know none of us like horror horror games, mm-hmm. or, or we're not we're not particularly moved by horror games. But horror movies is that is that something you guys get into? Uh, it depends. I yeah, I don't. It's not like my favorite. Like I don't like lose myself to it. But when one hits, it hits incredibly hard for me. And um, like. Uh, there's there's at least two that there's one that I would say that like could be considered like horror not really horror it's like I love supernatural stuff and I don't really care for like slasher flicks as much like I'll watch them they're fine but um, hereditary like physically like it almost made me ill watching it and it just like it, it was the same feeling I had like the same level of like fucked up after finishing the last of us both one and two like how it just kind of sits in the pit of your stomach for a bit and you're just left like processing yeah like not because i was scared but because of like that movie's more about like the fucked up thing that like on a zoomed out level for a family and like the weight of what happens there 
and it's 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 absolutely like a master craft of a film it's a masterpiece in my opinion um top tier performances but it really fucked with me in a bad way and like i would i would even say like if you're not in a really great headspace like probably don't watch that movie because it will just fucking destroy you <laughs> it's, it's <Yes>. rough <laughs> i would agree with that cool i'm i mean i'm just as much of a little baby uh when it comes to horror movies as i am to horror games that's not that's not something you'll find like the the there is one that i guess you could kind of say is technically a horror movie on my list uh yeah but not not really um for What's me uh so i i i kind of have to it's really just one but uh 2007 was i think the first year that i really thought about movies in a more critical way uh other oh. than just like watching oh, watching critical. what was ever <laughs> other than just like watching whatever was out that t- at the time and just being kind of cool with whatever um i kind of started paying more attention to movies then and i think it really is because of two films that happened in 2007 one of them is no country for old men yep. um which which i enjoyed quite a bit uh i i had liked the coens before that um it is not even my favorite coen brothers film but it's it's a movie i just really liked a lot it's a movie that i watched and then went i want to read the book of that uh yeah, which is also awesome. fantastic the book is great if lacking in punctuation cormac mccarthy you son of a bitch yep um but (laughs) but um but i did i did really enjoy the film um and then the other one is there will be blood um Mm -hmm. and both also great like like that was the first time i watched the oscars and gave a shit who won um and i don't remember which one i think there will be blood one if i'm if i'm not that sounds right um, but I also really liked their I've abandoned one. my and boy <laughs> drinking milkshakes, abandoned boys. It was a great time all around. Yep. Oil, um, man. And, yeah. and those two movies, I think really, really smart. Like, Oh, maybe I should actually start caring about these things. And then very quickly after I went, fuck the Oscars. Uh, you guys just accidentally ran into two very good movies in 2007 that, that I was really hyped for. But other than that, you guys kind of fucking suck at this. Um, yep. Anyway, that that's cool. I'm 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 liking this already. I'm having a good time. So, uh, who wants to do their list first? I'll go. Okay, I'm I'm probably I'm very interested to to know Bobby's list because I feel like there's a part of me that has you completely pegged. Like knows like I can I can name at least half the movies on your list without even thinking. Um, I, I kind of have no idea about Johnny, and I'm really hoping. I'm not hoping. I'm I'm really interested to see if I'm right or if you're going to surprise me because I yeah. I kind of I would love to be surprised. I but you so know I would also love I, to be. I've spot always on been I like being right. Very much into movies. Um, video games has always been like my my medium for sure. Um, I struggled to like make a list here and like what i what i was really struggling with was like what is nostalgia and like what is character building for me when i think about like what defined like a long-term taste versus like hey this is a fondness and so like there's some stuff here that um i could have put a bunch of shit from my childhood that like really shaped me but like this is my list today and i reserve the right to change it (laughs) but this is i feel very very pretty good about it so i'm gonna go from 10 up if that's okay with you guys yeah yeah go for it All right. my, my list is un unordered because i i don't think i can 
do that, but I'm I'm totally fascinated to see. Yeah. Uh, com- com- coming in at ten, I have Donnie Darko. Um, movie really fucked me up in the best way possible when I watched it. Uh, the only story I'll share on that is I had been told to watch this movie. I had put it off one night when I was younger at like two in the morning. I'm like, I can't fall asleep. Let's watch this. And I remember sitting Indian style in my bed for the duration of that movie, watching it until like the early hours of the morning, just like so captivated by it. And uh, it's it's so fucking good, man. Like the soundtrack, everything about it. So great. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. I think you're the fucking Antichrist. Thank you. Me, we all know that's true. Um, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good movie. Coming in at nine, I have The Shining. Uh, incredible movie. What can you be? I mean, some of Jack Nicholson being the most Jack Nicholson, so good. Uh, and I've stayed in the room at the Stanley, so it's a big deal. Uh, that's, very- that's true. That's true. Uh, fandom right there. Number eight, I, I could I could have moved these around just to be an asshole and made it right, but number eight is seven, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. I will say that seven is the movie that stripped me, and I mean this like I, I sincerely mean this. I feel like I lost my innocence in life to that movie, and I say it this way because my neighbors, my my neighbor had like a pretty shitty stepdad that did not really care too much about what we did. And we told him to rent us the movie seven at a really, really young age. And I watched that movie and like, it just fucked me up, dude. It fucked me up in a really bad way as a kid, like visually, like all the representation of the sins in that and like not understanding like what everything was. Um, It was just a, a form of aggression that like I had not seen and like even like the music the tone and the styling and like that movie still today like it holds up so well it's very 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 good uh right coming in at seven is you already said seven <laughs> is kill bill and i i could have been a dickhead here and i could have i could have done what what <laughs> what quentin said which is kill bill one and two is just kill bill like it's it's not separate movies i could yeah. be like both of those but i uh if i had to like be a stickler for this show kill bill volume one is the better of those two i like the front half of that hey. movie better than the back half yeah. putting this list together you didn't think it'd be that easy did you what damn it are we just gonna wow. have references wow. like wow. everything's a fucking reference now <laughs> uh, uh here here's something interesting so far bobby i haven't seen any of these movies that you've mentioned what? i know i know a lot of i know i know i know a lot of them are big classics and i've just never seen any of them um i'll well so you've not seen donnie darko you've not seen the shining you've not seen seven you've not seen kill bill correct so far out of everything that i've listed here i think kill bill would probably carry the most water for you uh i'm I'm sure i'd enjoy i'm sure i'd get something out of a lot of these i have i have a, a handful of these downloaded already that someday i will watch i just haven't done it yet nice uh, all right, number six, the Royal Tenenbaums, and you could really swap out about any Wes Anderson film at any point on my list, and I'd be a happy camper. Um, but the Royal Tenenbaums, I, I think what I love about that movie the most is it's like I on, I only watch that movie now in the fall, and I think it is one of the most visually and tonally like it's like 
it, it, it's just that season to me. Like it is fall. Yeah. It's and, like, I do the same thing with transatlanticism yep. by death cab. Yep. Like it's just, it has an autumn feel to it. And I, I really appreciated that too. Cause you got to see some different elements from actors that you've gotten to know, like at the point in time when that movie was coming out, like Ben Stiller had been doing some pretty zany shit and he plays this very like pent up interesting character in that. So like just very, very cool movie. Uh, number five. I, I thought I thought Isle of Dogs would have made that list because uh, you saw it with your best friend. Um, but you know, okay, if you want to hey, go with a different one, Isle of Dogs, sense. very good, very very good. Uh, five. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Hey, I've uh, seen that one. You've seen that one. That the has been rules. That has become my. I'm not feeling well. I'm down in the dumps. I'm having just like, I need to put something on to like make me feel cozy. Uh, I, I adore Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think it's very well done. Number four, uh, a young, uh, Roman Roy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Kiernan. Uh, mm-hmm. four is the big Lebowski. And what, what can I say that hasn't been said on the show, especially, but I would say, that hasn't been that specifically clipped for a, a switch sports episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the reason I knew I loved that movie as much as I did, I took a road trip with a friend when I was in college and uh, he did this thing, which is really fascinating, but really cool. He stripped the audio from DVD rips and would just play the audio from a movie on a road trip. And we listened hmm. to the big Lebowski on a road trip and it was fucking awesome. It was just perfect. It was so good. And uh, I, I'm sure that only works for movies that you've seen a billion times and you can you can guess or just remember what's happening visually yep. what, yeah. just by hearing the audio. But I mean, if you're going to take the audio out of a single movie, I think that'd be a pretty good one being yeah. how quotable it is. Yeah, yes. it was great. Uh, all right. Number three, I have Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters is on here for a lot of reasons, but there are photos of me in my childhood. So I used to, I was obsessed. I had every toy for Ghostbusters and I had the jumpsuit, the proton pack, all of it. And I would go door to door asking if I could get candy or cookies to get rid of ghost in house. And, um, I just like, I have such a fondness for this. I think some of my my humor at a really young age was kind of shaped by like just the way that they interact with each other and how that plays out. It's far from a perfect movie, but it's perfect to me. And I, I absolutely love ghostbusters. Uh, number two is the dark Knight. Um, I, I have a very large Joker tattoo on my body from this. I, I think that this was an interesting thing, like in a period where like we hadn't really got near the MCU at that point in time and knowing that the Batman series had gone through some really highs and some severe lows. Um, (laughs) I, what are you talking about? I, um, (laughs) it's crazy. If you think about like, it's like a Michael Mann movie, it's like heat, but like, it's easy that you, like you can kind of forget that you're watching a superhero movie at any given time on this and just, that's Nolan, man. I think that I think Heath Ledger's Joker is still to date like my favorite performance I've seen like in a movie. I think it's just I was enthralled every time he was on the screen. 
the spectacle, like the way that he used IMAX on this, the color, his like if you look at like the choice of like how he represented Gotham, like putting Bruce Wayne in a penthouse versus the the Batcave, like everything about this movie was just an interesting take on a very known quantity. And uh it was it's just so good. Um yep. it's so good. And probably to the surprise of nobody, my number one movie is the Empire Strikes Back. Um Absolutely. I, I did I did have a joke guess with Johnny that your list was going to be Star Wars four, five, six, one, I, two, three, seven, eight, list. nine, and wrote one to finish it out. I literally <laughs> I, I literally had that to be like just I was gonna be like, Okay, here we go, 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 I'm done and like be a dick. But, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think there's a reason why you hear a lot of movies, sequels especially, like Hey, they're they're going for the Empire thing. Like I heard nothing about if you if you are a fan, which I know you're not, Chase, of Stranger Things, I will say that like there's so many parallels from story beats for this last season to Empire Strikes Back. Um, I, I look at like some of the stakes of going back to video games here when you talk about Mass Effect 2. Like mm-hmm. I could argue that there's elements of that that like borrow heavily from it. Um it's interesting because like that is like Star Wars. Star Wars has stolen everything from it. Like, everything in Star Wars is, like, George Lucas took it from something else. That was his whole point. He liked samurai movies. He liked, he just wanted to put his favorite stuff into a movie. And, And I don't think the idea of a dark middle chapter is specifically owned by Star Wars. And yet... Empire Strikes Back is is such a perfect encapsulation of the dark middle chapter yep, yep. that it it has become yeah. the the lexicon. People are pulling an empire by doing a dark middle chapter, even if that's just fucking storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I think that speaks to the the quality and the uh, just the fervor around Empire. Yeah, and I think just like the twist as a kid like learning everything that happens in this and just oh dude yeah like the it, absolute, it was very like, hard not to put empire on my top 10 because you know i hate star wars so that would ruin my star credit if I, if I had that in there you put the clone uh, wars we know absolutely absolutely episode two forever uh but yeah, yeah. that's uh, empire i get it I, I empire has been up there for majority of my life the dark knight i mean i had the tattoo before the movie ghostbusters same, like those are movies that like I, I see being there like the bottom half um like hereditary being an 11 i i mean i've had a lot of 11s man i've had a lot of 12s i mean it's just yeah it's bobby talking about his sexual conquests over here <laughs> all right Bobby just pulling 11s all day long that's my uh, i married an 11 um that's uh that's my list i'm sticking right. to it bobby who who do you want to go next you get to choose Let's get you out of the way. I'm really curious, but I know that Johnny, because Johnny's list is going to be a lot like mine, so we should probably break it up with you some, think? some wholesome anime content. I, I, I don't. <laughs> there's only there's only one animated movie on my list, but there is one animated movie. Um, I I had a thought, and this isn't to impeach anybody's character or to uh, to throw shade or anything, but I thought Bobby was going to have a lot of mainstream hit stuff uh, especially nerdy sci-fi stuff uh just like you're you're wearing a fucking rebels hat like you're that guy um i thought johnny because johnny uh you know reads a lot of books 
um, that I thought he might have something. I, I mean, I would argue that I have more indie movies on my. I know I that you're not illiterate. Then <laughs> I, I mean, like I would say, out of all of us, I probably have one of the more obscure taste in music and art. Absolutely, have, absolutely. I, I just I mean, haven't heard that same thing when it comes to movies. Um, and I, I watch. And I see, the, I see the Star Wars shirts. I hear the. I, I see the Ghostbuster stuff. We get like, the Lebowski references. He may be yeah. basic on the surface, but. Still waters run deep. Yeah. Sure. I, I, again, it's not. I, it was not to throw shade. I just figured uh-huh. Bobby was going to have. It's okay to like popular things, stuff. by the way, everybody. You do not have to I, be. Popular yeah. things are popular because they're generally pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I understand. I'm. Hey, look at when you hear my list. There's going to be a lot of popular stuff on there. Uh, num- number one. This is this is like the one movie. If I if somebody asks what's my favorite movie. It's it always has been and probably always will be Jurassic Park. Like it's it's fucking Jurassic Park. It's fair. Uh, I I believe it's the first movie I was ever taken to in a theater because I was just way into dinosaurs. Uh, this would have been when I was four. Probably don't take a four year old to Jurassic Park. Uh, but also I fucking loved the dinosaurs. It still even even up. the scary parts were worth it. It holds up. It's really good. Like I I considered having Jaws on this list. I was like it's. Jaws is just different Jurassic Park, and I prefer Jurassic Park. You know what uh, sucks? All the other Jurassic Parks. You're so right. Yep. <laughs> uh, I kind of like The Lost World, and every other movie uh, is terrible. Is absolutely god-awful. I have not seen Jurassic World Evolution yet. Is that um, the newest one? Yeah. That's oh, the, Dominion. The one. Oh, maybe it is. Is Evolution the second uh, one? Evolution, oh, is, the, no, Evolution is the video the game. game. That's the game. Okay, great. Probably better um, than Dominion. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you, you're probably right about that. Um, uh, yeah, I, but I'm going to watch every Jurassic Park they make because because it's Jurassic dinosaurs. Park did this to me because they because it's my favorite movie of all time. I have to I have to do it, even if I hate myself for doing it. I have to do it. It's actually very similar to how I feel about Star Wars <laughs> um, because I like. Star Wars as Star Wars so much, I'm stuck into having to watch all of these things, even when they're terrible. I um, Jurassic Park. I, I think you can flip a coin for for Sarah. It's either Jurassic Park or Jaws for her. Like, yeah. we just watched Jaws last night. Um, so good. Yeah, very good. I, I and I love Jaws. Jaws Jaws scares me. Where Jurassic mm-hmm. Park does not scare me these days. Uh, but I still think like Jurassic Park is a horror movie, right? Like it's yeah, man, it's, it's, thrill- it's thriller, it's, I guess. But like that that thing, it's it, fucking scary. Yeah, it's a movie that does like as a kid, especially like I was young when I saw I saw it in the theater. Um, it was ninety six, right? When that came out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Ninety four, ninety four, ninety three, ninety three. So I mean, I was seven years old at the time, six years old at the time, seven years old, and. You see everything, and you're like, holy shit, this is incredible. It's dinosaurs. And then all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, these are dinosaurs. Like, it yeah. makes you go from feeling, like, awestruck to, like, oh, shit, get me out of here. Yeah. And- yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, just a masterfully fucking made movie. Yeah, it's, it's really well done. It's really, really good. People have been chasing uh, that for a long time. They still can't get close to it. Yeah. No, totally. In fact, most other dinosaur things fall flat on their faces because they're they're not as good as Jurassic Park. And everybody is trying to just be that. Um, the rest of this list is pretty unordered. It could go anywhere. Um, but my next one is Easy A from 2010. This is the Emma Stone movie. 
Um, I I wanted a movie that represented all the 2000s comedies that I liked but kind of forgotten. Yeah. Um, uh, you could have picked one where they fuck a pie. Johnny would have been okay with that. I was never A-okay. okay. That that was not my thing. That was not my thing. Um, but like you you get your super bads in here. You get your forty year old virgins in here. Um, we just watched Saving your, Silverman two nights ago. Okay, okay. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, that was a yep. that was a big deal to me at one time. That was two thousand tens. Yeah, yeah. Two thousands, twenty tens, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but I really like Easy A, and and Easy I think Easy A one is because I just have a huge crush on Emma Stone, and I always will. Um, but I I find Superbad a little hard to go back to these days. Uh, Easy A, I just watched a couple nights ago just to make sure that it still belonged on this list, and it absolutely does. Uh, part of like- it comes out of my absolute hatred of Nathaniel Hawthorne and the Scarlet Letter. I think that book fucking sucks. Oh, fuck that book. I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. Nathaniel Hawthorne is just one of the worst authors. I hate everything I've read from him. Yes, he's um, terrible. Do you like Crazy so, Stupid Love? So fucking descriptive. Uh, I don't think I've seen Crazy Stupid. Oh, man. That should be high on the list. If you like Emma Stone, okay. like you're talking about, and you like okay. it, it's kind of an evolved take. It's a very smart take on what you love about those movies. So you should definitely watch that. Okay. All right. I, I think I actually have that one downloaded. Um, I just haven't watched it yet. You will, you will love it. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So e- easy. A, I think it's the writing in there specifically that, that gets me the way Stanley they write Tucci's the parents. Stanley so good in that. He's very good. Uh, just the any of the interactions with the the students to the parents to the teachers. I think I think it's all great. Uh, I just have a really good time watching that movie. Um, the next is The Wrestler from two thousand eight. I need to see that if movie. You, if you are just wanting to like, if you're feeling really good and you need to be taken down a few pegs, <laughs> like if life's um, going too good, watch The Wrestler. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of this has to do with my enjoyment of watching wrestling back in the day up to now. I I don't watch wrestling that much anymore, but I watch it very occasionally. Um, And and watching this movie really does just fuck you up on how these how these people live, knowing knowing that the wrestler is is loosely based off of Jake the Snake Roberts life. Um, and I don't think knowing, I know. Oh yeah. Uh, it, I mean, a lot of the family stuff, a lot of, uh, his relationship with his daughter, that, that a lot is coming from, from Jake, the snake. I mean, they're pulling from a lot of stuff. These, you know, Randy, the Ram has the, the long blonde hair. He's definitely yeah. going for the um, ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan, Mr. Perfect. There's a lot of stuff in there from that. Um, but it, it does, it does hit on some very real moments. Uh, that that you hear from wrestling podcasts or wrestling documentaries and knowing that these guys you know they they really should stop doing this to their bodies but they can't stop because it's it's kind of all they have and it's yeah. the only time they've ever felt important and you you kind of just get that out of that movie it, One of the, it really fucks me up yeah and i think that like there's some really like on the nose moments that you're calling out there but there's some really like subtle details that they capture in that like i think back to slight spoiler here but like they you know how like they do the um meet and greet autograph sessions for yeah oh, uh-huh yep and like, he just he, looks around at the different tables and sees that guy's in a wheelchair 
that guy's fallen asleep at the desk. Uh, this or guy the chairs is, that are like folded in on on the wall. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that used to be open, you know, like it's fucking brutal, dude. It's really well done. Darren, Ar- uh, Darren uh, Aronofsky, mm-hmm. the same guy that did Requiem. I mean, like it, he's master what he does, but fucking brutal yeah. movie. They also built an NES game for that movie. <laughs> like there's a, oh, there's yeah, a yeah, wrestle, yeah. they made that Wrestle Jam NES game. Hey, hey, you want to come over and play Nintendo? Um, yeah, that, that's a great movie. Uh, my next one, 2007 movie, it's uh, my first documentary on this list, uh, and it's one that we've talked about before. It's The King of Kong. I, it's, it's so good. A lot of it is because it's a video game thing, and and, and yes, we like our music here on the Casual Hour. The other one, I just think it's a beautiful half documentary, half like almost mockumentary, because you know... You know some of this is bullshit. You know some of this is these guys getting their 15 minutes of fame and and playing things up. But you kind of don't know where it where where it starts and where it ends. Uh it's it's incredible. I love the way that they build Billy Mitchell as this terrible <laughs> guy when he's usually, when he's probably just like a normal shitty guy that has now no. like built this reputation. I know. I know. He's like, now he's like a now he's like an uber villain, um, and he actually has fucked up since. But I think that's a lot of what this what, what this documentary the one did guy, to though, him. That was like just the biggest snake. Uh, uh, he, and he there like, are a couple guys. No, I the think guy that mean, like, he was giving Billy Mitchell like the inside scoop on what was going on. Yeah, the yeah, guy, the, the, the guy from. Guy. Yeah, but there's also the the old man from. Uh, no, Walt, no Walter is, from Twin Galaxies. This yeah. is the guy like, with well, the glasses and the curly brown hair. He was, now that guy, that guy is weirdly like he's not portrayed like this in the movie, but he's he's actually the one who uh, cared about the rules enough. Where I think he's, I think he he eventually left Twin Galaxies because stuff was so fucked up, and part of it was because of all this controversy. And he's like, "This is stupid. This is fucked, and I need to get out of here." He is he is kind of portrayed villainously in the movie, but he is he is apparently not a bad guy. Uh, it's hero. it's a it's a great documentary. I, I absolutely love it. It has been completely, it's made obsolete now when you, when you think about like, there's no, um, well, what's the guy's name? The, the, is he a plastic surgeon? The, the guy who just came and crushed everybody's records after the movie came out. I don't know. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, but he, he came in and he annihilated everything. And then like the records gone back and forth a, a bunch of times and none of the records talked about in this movie matter anymore, but it is still, it's still just an amazing thing. I, I really, really love it. Huh. Uh, next on the list is Moneyball from 2011. Um, I've got this weird thing with Aaron Sorkin where I like his stuff, even if I think his stuff is pretty fucking terrible. Um, that, that dude knows how to write characters and how to write dialogue. And he just has some really dumb politics, which makes a lot of his political stuff really hard to take. It's I like the West Wing, but the West Wing is comical to me. I like the newsroom, but the newsroom is hilarious how terrible it is. Um, I, I like Aaron Sorkin best when he's talking about something that is not political or is is, try, is getting further away from the politics because he's so bad at them. So a movie where he just talks about how baseball works 
is right up my alley. Like he he can't he can't fuck it up as much as he usually can. Um, yep. And I just have a really good time with Moneyball. I think uh, Brad Pitt does a does a great job in it, and uh, and Jonah Jonah Hill also is is solid in it. Uh, and also, I just I love baseball, and I like this idea of this Moneyball of this small ball that that was being played back in that time from a, a historical perspective. And I just really enjoy. Everything that movie have you does. heard of a movie called A League of Their Own, Chase? I have. I actually haven't seen A League of Their Own, but I would like oh. to. Oh, I, I, I know. That. I know. I would enjoy that movie. I, I've seen parts of it because it always gets played on TV, but uh, I've not. I've not sat down and watched the thing. Uh, my next one already been mentioned, but Big Lebowski. Uh, it's. I, I. I tried to put any other Coen Brothers movie on this on this list, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't yep. in good conscience not put Big Lebowski on here. Um, Would you call I, that a perfect not, movie? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. I think there are a couple parts that drag a little it bit. It runs a little long. But for the but... most part, I have a fantastic time. And even even in the, the parts that drag, I am already anticipating the next big funny line that I can't wait to hear. It's it's very very good. I mean, I I have liked I have enjoyed every Coen Brothers movie I've seen. I have not seen them all. Um, I, that is something I want to fix someday is to watch them all. But uh, I don't. I just don't think anything is going to beat Big Lebowski in their catalog. It's it's just too good. And and also I just I love Jeff Bridges. I just yeah, I, yeah I just he's love great. That man, I have a main crush on him. Uh, my next one is is my first and only animated movie. Uh, it's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Uh, this is it's not it's not exactly a Ghibli movie. It was uh, the movie that a studio that became Ghibli made before they were Ghibli. Uh, but it is a, a it is a Miyazaki film. Um, I just think it's really good. I, I think it's really well animated. I like the the characters. I really like the big bugs that are set up as the as the antagonists um patrick stewart is does a does a voice in the dub oh, cool um it's it's a really good movie i i would like to read the manga at some point because the manga goes way further than the movie like the movie is only i think half halfway or maybe not even halfway into the the whole story that is in the manga um so i'd like to read the manga someday and and get the full story but i really like nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Nice. Um, three more to go here. Uh, the next one is another documentary. It's one I watched in my documentary film class in college, uh, which was just like a fun blow-off class, and it ended up being a lot more fun than I uh, than I even anticipated. Um, it's The Thin Blue Line, which is an Errol Morris documentary from 88. Um, true crime has become a genre of thing that a lot of people like. And uh, I, I don't think, yeah, uh huh. And I don't think the Thin Blue Line necessarily invented uh, true crime, but I think it very much popularized it. In like this, this is a movie about uh, a guy who gets pretty fucking framed for for a murder of a police officer, and it re it it just shows about how the police uh, fuck up and how they cover cover that fuck up. Yep. and how the the justice system is kind of broken. Um, it's it is pretty clear 
that one guy didn't do this murder and this other guy absolutely did. Um, and it's just a bunch of interviews with people saying why they just trying to hide that truth from you. Have you watched uh, any of the documentaries in the West Memphis three? I have not. I think you That's would super fucked too. Yeah. Very yeah. fucked. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I'd like that. Uh, the other thing that I really like about this movie though, is because it is Errol Morris, one of the things that he employs and the, and the reason we watched it in that documentary film class is uh, it employs a lot of reenactments and that the, the whole point of that movie is that they are rebuilding the scene and kind of showing you how impossible it would be for this one guy to have done what they say he did. Um, and a lot of it is just made on a soundstage where you see like this, the, the lady cop who was supposed to have this milkshake, you see the milkshake fly across this black screen. And it's, it's very hokey, but it's hokey in, in a really profound way. And it, it definitely um, influenced the, uh, the show Unsolved Mysteries. If you watch Unsolved Mysteries and you just see how they reenact everything in that show, oh, that yeah. is all because Errol Morris made this movie and somebody's like, oh, that, what if we made a show that just did that? Uh, it's very fascinating. There, there was some interesting stuff about how that influences bias in the documentarian uh, that we were learning in the class. And all that stuff is interesting. But I think the movie, if you just watched it on its own, is is really good. If you like true crime stuff, I think uh, Thin Blue Line is probably huh. pretty simplistic uh, because it is a pretty early example of this stuff. But it's really, really good. Uh, the next movie on the list is also kind of about how our justice system is broken. And that is 12 Angry Men. This is the 1957 version. Okay. Um, it's a really fucking good movie. <laughs> um, I, I like gimmick style stuff. Um, I like bottle episodes in television shows where they, they kind of keep the, the sets down to a minimum. Um, like, hey, it's an episode where we just need to like keep the costs down. So we just, we really limit a lot of the stuff that's going on in the show. And this movie feels like a bottle episode of a movie because it is oh. about 12 jurors. They're in the jury room, they're in the deliberations. And it really, the, the whole movie takes place in here. There, there's like a yeah. tiny bit at the beginning and end where they're not in there. But for the Fantastic most part, it's just these 12 dudes and they're talking about uh, this, this one kid who's on death row and they have to decide whether he's guilty or innocent. And all but one are convinced that he's guilty. And the last guy is like, I don't know either way. I just think we should talk about it because like this is a kid's life and we're we can't just spend five minutes and all just let this guy die without having a conversation. And slowly he kind of breaks down everybody's arguments until they all end up um, uh, acquitting him. Um, it's. Again, it's kind. It's it's a 1950s movie. All these guys are extremely white and extremely male, and it it feels weird uh, compared to our current justice system. And yet, it also feels exactly like our current justice system, where you see 11 of these 12 dudes who are ready to just take whatever the prosecution has given them and say, "Yep, our, our job is done. Let's just convict this guy to die." Um, it's like Aaron Sorkin wants to write this movie and he can't because his politics are so bad. Yeah. But uh, but he Young tries Jack every time. Yeah, uh, that's the isn't that the ninety seven version? The the I think I think that's the ninety seven remake with Jack Lemon. It says he's in the fifty seven version. Is it? Okay, I'll believe you. 
Um, And then my last one is also the newest movie on this list, and that is 2014's Whiplash. Um, I like like the J.K. Simmons. I've been trying to get Johnny to watch this movie the last two weeks. It's, I just watched it again last night. Um, it's, it's really hard to watch in a very compelling way. Um, JK Simmons, you know, we, we joke and we love him in things like Portal 2 as the yellow M&M. Um, (laughs) he's, he can be just a very silly dude, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, but he is, he is dark in this movie. He's got chops, man. It's a joy to watch him be this dark. Not quite. It's my fucked up, way. and I love it. I just, yeah, uh huh, um, yeah. It's great. It's a it's a movie about how you just tear somebody down. It's a movie about perfectionism. Um, it's it's also, really be, powerful. Be in a good headspace really to watch it. that movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll it'll make you feel bad about the things that you care about. Uh, yeah. It's good. Uh, all right, sorry, John. I know I took a lot of time. I mispronounce a word on this show. Oh no! Oh. I want you to think of me as Miles Teller and Chase as J.K. Because sure. that's exactly right. how it is. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. Okay. Um. So I also gave up on trying to organize this into any. You fucking coward. System. If coward. If <laughs> if I had to pick. Mm-hmm. Chase and I have the same movie. I was thinking back on all of the things that influenced me as a child um, and the oh, movies God. that I still... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and ones that I look back now and think are these are actually good movies. Jurassic Park is, it, it, is at the top of that list today. Now, it could be interchanged with a couple of the other ones. Uh, I'm going to name after this. Um, but that movie changed my life. It was, I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Uh, and I jumped out of my seat when Wayne Knight gets eaten by, uh, the, the spitting dinosaur. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I watch it. I feel like at least two or three times a year. Like when, when the lawyer gets eaten by the T Rex is mm, is like yeah. the moment for me. Like oh, it yeah. is it is a weird moment of of humor in something that is also extremely terrifying. At the yeah, time. it's yeah. so good. It's yeah. a nightmare. Um, after that, the Big Lebowski, which I'm so glad it was on all of our lists. Uh, this, how could it not be? This, I don't think we could be friends. Yeah, anymore. I love. All the Coen Brother films that I've seen, um, Fargo is another one that I really love. But I was trying to just pick a single film from like an individual or like duo in this case of, of filmmakers, and like this is the one. The first time I saw it, it was on uh, Basic Cable, and I didn't get it because it was on Basic Cable. But I also get to hear the line, do you see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and then I, I bought the DVD and I rewatched it. I was like, oh my god, this is brilliant. This is the best there's thing. There's got to be seen. a version of that online, right? Like, there's got to be a yeah. way to find the censored version. I'm pretty sure I've seen, like, a YouTube compilation of all the altered takes. I don't know about the full movie or not. I wouldn't mind having a copy of them. Um, yeah. So, as you guys, endlessly quotable. 
Pulp Fiction uh, probably would also have another good censored cut to just mm-hmm. have yeah. and watch. The best censor I've seen has been on The Room, but continue. Um, Ghostbusters. Uh, I love that movie as a child, and my son Jude went through a phase where he was obsessed with Ghostbusters for about two or three years. Um, to the point that he was like three, and he could he could just recite line for line every uh, bit of dialogue from the the hotel scene. And that was the most proud you've ever been of yourself. Yeah. And we watched Ghostbusters a lot. And you know what? I <laughs> you never had a great really time every time. Yeah. I really never got tired of it. It in <laughs> fact, it made it made it rekindled my love of Ghostbusters. Um, after that, so we all. Lord of the Rings is a single story. That's what J.R.R. Okay. Tolkien says. It's a uh, single book. Uh, Just like, much like Kill Bill it is a singular story. Sure. If I had to pick one... Kill Bill know, doesn't take nearly as long to watch. I know. Uh, I, I know that Return of the King is objectively the better film. Two Towers is my favorite. Uh, oh, the Dark the, Middle chapter. The, em- the, yes, Empire. the Empire. The Empire version. Yeah. <laughs> You've got... I've, when I read the book... Fucking love Treebeard. I love the Ents. I fell in love with that world and all those characters. Um, and you get to see the Ents storming uh, Isengard. You get to see Helm's Deep. You get to see Gandalf come in at the last moment to save everybody. You've got nobody tosses a or uh, toss me. Don't tell the elf. That only counts as one. Or no, that's in Return of the King. I'm getting getting mixed up. Anyway, I love this movie. I put it on anytime I'm sick. I will put on. Yeah, by the, by the time it's over, the sickness has run its course. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I love it so much. It's it's so good. Uh, they made Empire Strikes Back, uh, which is about as perfect as Star Wars has ever been, in my opinion. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I, my mind was ripped in half the first time I saw this movie. And... I was that annoying kid in high school that quoted it incessantly with my friends. And it's another one I saw when John Cleese came to town. They screened this movie and they had an interview with John Cleese. And it was one of the best nights of my life. Um, and I just, I love this movie. It makes me, it's like, like Lebowski. I laugh at all the lines that I've heard a million times. I can anticipate every funny thing that's about to happen. And it's still is just as delightful uh, every time I see it. That's uh, the one that I'm like, really excited to show to Jude when he's older, and if he doesn't like it, I'll be crushed. Um, uh, oh, and Glorious I'm, Bastards. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that's going to be what crushes you. Um. <laughs> uh, I had a really difficult time picking a Tarantino film here. Uh, I could have put Pulp Fiction. I could have put Reservoir Dogs. I could have put Kill Bill. I settled on Inglorious Bastards um, because I think Christoph Waltz's performance in that is maybe my favorite performance in a Tarantino film. He's so good. Also, there's been a, I don't know if you noticed, there's been a rise of like our own brand of Nazis here in America, and there's just something extremely I satisfying. I haven't seen yeah. anything like that. Just so good seeing them just kick the shit out of Nazis and... Uh, that movie's so good, so fun. Um, Alien. 
is next on my list. That's good. And Alien is man, it's what a movie. It's I rewatched it late last year because I hadn't seen it in a while. Or actually, it was only I think it was the second or third time I've seen it, but it does such a it's so perfect at doing what it sets out to do and even though this the uh the alien is in what i forget what the collective amount of screen time it has is but like minutes yeah yeah it's so effective and right up until the end it's just you're you never feel like you're safe and um I adore that movie. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, the Dark Knight, for all the same reasons that Bobby said, uh, it's another movie I can put on anytime, watch it, love it. Um, Heath Ledger is just so good. Just steals every scene that he's in. Um, and rounding out my list here, Mad Max Fury Road. It's a good one. I... Really good. I, I love action movies and I think this is probably the best action movie I've ever seen. Damn. Uh, it's, it's up there. Yeah. I, it just, I, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it was on HBO and I decided to watch it one night, uh, three, four years ago. And I was completely captivated. It's just from the moment it begins to when it ends. It's so, the way it's shot, the freneticness of it, just the practical effects, the dude on the guitar, like it's it's so over the top, and so I, it's just so much, but it's the best at being so much. And um, I rewatched it the next night because I much. I've I've probably seen it at least like three or four more times since then. I uh, I snuck out of work. Uh, with a couple of buddies to watch that movie. That's a good time. Yeah. If it ever gets re-released in theaters for some reason, I need to go see it because I missed out on it when it was on the big I, screen. I would like to see the... Um, what is, do they call it the black and chrome version? The, the one that's black and white, but yeah. just... Yeah, I would like to see mm -hmm. that version that came on like one of the DVDs or the Blu-rays. Yeah. It'd be, be kind of cool. Hell... Yes. Yeah, and my uh, my my list was like almost forty movies, and so <laughs> you done good. Uh, well, I I know we I know we want to wrap up here, um, but I do want to ask a question: Is there anything you were surprised that didn't make somebody else's list? Because uh, I I can go first here. I thought for sure that Bobby would have uh, a Christmas story on his. I know it's... that that movie means a lot to Bobby. Uh, I know, you know, a holiday movie is probably a weird thing to put on your top 10, but I, I know that, that would mean a lot to you. So good. Um, it's, it's on my short I, list. I, fig I figured it would have made the list, but I, I can understand seeing the movies that you put on there that it, that it did. Yeah. Uh, I thought Chase would have had Spirited Away. I like Spirited Away. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like I had to put a Ghibli movie on here because there are actually very few anime movies I like outside of Ghibli. Uh, Spirit Away is pretty good. I think that's. I think the problem is that that one's just like too easy <laughs> to say. Um, and I I really like a lot of the stuff that's going on in Nausicaa. Um, yeah, like it's a it's a grander movie than uh, than Spirit Away is in terms of 
like warry, epic-y story kind of stuff, but Spirited Away is is really cool visually. Absolutely. And I thought Johnny would have had Dunstan checks in on his. Um, sure. Yeah, I thought he would have had Ace Ventura in there. Yeah. I love Ace Seems Ventura. like a very Johnny thing. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. This was fun. This is good. I, I feel like I, uh, I know you guys on a deeper level now. A deep uh, dive cool. level. Uh, okay. Wow. Well done. All right. You might as well wrap it up. It's not going to get better than that. No, not at all. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've done and or didn't do and what we plan on doing. Uh, so as you can see there, Monday, we were going to check out Please Fix the Road on our stream, but your boy was tired and hot from a long weekend of holiday celebrations. So we took the night off and relaxed, and we think that you should do the same for yourself if you need it. Uh, on Tuesday, we put up that quick look of the raft. You can watch me do a little solo survival adventure. Tonight was a deep dive on all things movies. We talked about a few fun games too, though, while we were at it. Tomorrow, though, you can get a healthy dose of Please Fix the Road, arguably one of the prettier puzzle games we've played. Chase and I did our very best to fix the roads and uh, had a really great time doing it. And we think that that game's pretty cool. And then Friday night, um, we're either going to do Deep Rock Galactic or we're going to do North Guard. We're still kind of getting the rotation for what we teased out. But uh, we've got a four-game rotation for, for Casual Fridays where we're going to be rotating a new like one of those games each week just to keep them, keep them going and kind of committing back to what we wanted to play. Um, some more to come on that. And Chase and I have a few games that we're, we're looking at right now for Casual Mondays as well. Um Hopefully tomorrow, like I, I know I ask and I, I, I dare not ask at times, but uh, Johnny and Chase are both anxiously awaiting their Steam Deck emails. And I know Tuesdays and Thursdays are when they go out. Uh, I can tell you all right now, once Chase gets that that Steam Deck, we will be checking out a bunch of new games on Casual Mondays for sure. So I'm sure of that, yeah. Uh, that's kind of our week at a glance. Chase, anything that you want to update the fine folks on with what you've been doing? Uh, sure. Uh, no new news with uh, Gamers on the Go, uh, but that's my handheld video game podcast. And then um, also I've got a YouTube channel, Chase K Plays, on YouTube, and you can find me there playing through uh, SteamWorld Heist. Very good game. Just, that game's still fucking killer. It's a, it's a really fun game. Absolutely. Johnny, anything you want to update? Uh... Jude started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's into it, so. Nice. Can't blame him there. And uh, we played some Fortnite together. Well, can't blame him there. Got to bond with your son somehow, you know? Oh, you could uh, you could get him into Genshin. Because Aloy is in Genshin Impact. So, true. Uh, he'd, he'd love that. There we go. Perfect. He's been watching Naruto, so. He's been watching, excuse me? Naruto? Naruto? Okay, okay. Maybe I'm old J.K. Simmons moment there. Sorry. It's coming. Bye. Are you are you dragging over there, Johnny? No. Um, this time, two dragons. Two dragons, eh? Uh, well, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Uh, again, Chase, thanks for putting together this episode. Deep Dive was a ton of fun. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to getting back together right here on Twitch on Friday night. Uh, Johnny and I will make that decision. Again, North Guard, Deep Rock Galactic, one of those two Friday night that we're going to be checking out. Um, but 10.30 if, Central, right? 10.30 Central. 
right here on Twitch. Uh, YouTube.com slash casual hour tomorrow morning around 10 a.m. We'll have that. Please fix the road. Quick look up. Uh, but you can follow the links on our, our chat here. Also on our website at the casual hour, all that fun stuff. So we will be hanging out, having a great time. Uh, Johnny, Chase, both take care of yourself. Rest up and we'll chat soon. See ya.